0: to the JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Shrigling and I'm the host. This weekend we take a little break from those interviews with those top prospects around the nation as we dig into the business side of baseball. Today we have former Indiana State University baseball standout guy who started Titan Bat Company a while ago. We've got Titan Bat Company CEO Todd Stevens on the show. Great dude. Um, today we discuss just the overall company branding for Titan Bat Company. Talk about the bat making process. Also, the evolution of the company since he started it back over around eight years ago. And we also talk about his vision for the future and much more. So, let's dig into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. And welcome back to the JKR podcast. Today, I have Titan Bat CEO Todd Stevens on the show. Todd, I know it's been a long time in process, I know we met a long time ago um i'm finally i'm pumped to finally get you on the podcast man how you doing today
1: i'm good man i'm good thanks uh thanks for having me uh it's been a while excited I to be I, here
0: i love what you're doing i love uh as soon as i came across your page i was like i need to get this guy on the podcast so yeah uh one question i always like to ask everybody as soon as they come onto the show is for those who don't know you how would you introduce yourself
1: uh man i'm just a small town small town guy. I grew up in Logan Sport, Indiana, and a lot of baseball history in that community. Um, you know, grew up playing three sports and and just a passionate, competitive guy, man. I've, I've taken my sports background, uh, went on, and played at Indiana State University, played baseball, but I've taken that sports background into business, that competitiveness. Uh, I've been in the medical device industry for about 21 years um, as a sales rep, as a area sales director and just traveling the country, being in, you know, spine cases, operating rooms, things like that, working with spine surgeons. Um, and then I've just transitioned that into the, into the business world, you know, that same competitiveness, that drive, that passion. And, uh, and yeah, we, uh, we started Titan Back Company about eight years ago now.
0: Awesome. So let's let's dig into the company. Let's dig into the start yeah. of the company that eight years ago. So obviously your partner, Trampus Young. Let's dig into how you met him and how you got the whole company started. Yeah.
1: So so Trampus, uh, he and I knew of each other. He's he's older than I am. And I played sports with his two brothers growing up in Loganport, Indiana. Um, and and the, the, the interest, interesting thing and in how we connected. Um, I had you know, I had an idea, I wanted to get into some sort of business outside of medical devices, um, but it was probably, I would say, 10 years ago now, my mother would bring me the newspaper, if you remember what a newspaper is, right, we'd get our news from that thing, um, but she she brought it, uh, she'd always keep me in touch with what's going on in Logan Sport, I live in Indianapolis now, and she would bring the newspaper down, and let me catch up on the local news, and I'm passionate about, you know, doing something for the community that that I was raised in, and and there's this article about uh, a pastor, youth pastor, um, that was making wood baseball bats uh, by hand on an old uh, lathe his grandfather gave him. And that was Trampas Young. So the uh, great write-up in the newspaper, and I was looking at that, and I was reading it, and I you know, I have a passion for baseball. I, di- I didn't realize that I would get into a company that we have built over the last eight years, but it was a calling, you know, I mean, he's the, he's a Christian guy and I am as well. And I read that article and I was like, look, man, I I called him up and hadn't talked to him in probably 10 years. And, and I was like, I want to help you out. Like, I don't know what's going to come of this, but I want to help you out and, and uh, at least connect you with baseball people so that you can get your, your art, your, your wood bats in the hands of some players and some colleges and whatever it might be. I, I wasn't even sure. How it was going to turn out at that point, um, but I number one saw the passion he had for for making bats. I didn't want to make them, but I had the the means, the financial means, the business background that it it just turned out it became the best fit, right? I just and and what drove me was the passion he had for and the craft he had. He learned from his grandfather on um, making bats with little hand tools, and it took him four hours to make one baseball bat when I went up and watched them and, and, uh, I was like, man, this, this isn't going to, this isn't how we're going to make money. We got, we got to figure out how we can make these faster and more of them. So that's kind of how it all started.
0: Yeah. So after that initial conversation with trampas, you first gave him a call. How long did it take to convince him to be like, Hey man, let's, let's partner. Let's, let's make a business out of this thing.
1: Oh, he was, he was, he was ready to go as soon as I was like, he, uh, he, he had the vision he didn't quite know and neither did I like you know how do we do this at a, at a faster scale at a and produce more wood bats I mean I, honestly I'd never looked into the business to understand how a wood bat was made other than going to Louisville Slugger and make taking the little tour and seeing the process right um but uh, but yeah he, he uh I was like man you you want to try to make a business out of this and and take your passion and my business background and, and try to try to do something. And, and we started on a small scale, just, you know, trying to understand the the dynamics of the baseball bat business, the wood bat business. And, and our first, our first venture, my first venture was going out and buying a semi-auto copy lathe, which I had no idea what that was at the time. But, uh, but I went out to, flew out to New York and found this, this lathe that, Uh, these guys are using to make uh, staircase spindles and, and just as a hobby. And, and that was kind of our start. That was kind of our start with that. Uh, We still have that lathe today that we started with uh, eight years ago.
0: Yeah. So how long was it until you're flying out to New York after that first conversation with Trampus?
1: Oh man, I, I, I bet it was probably, it was probably within a year, I would say, you know, because my initial, I was so busy in my current uh, business and, and medical devices. And I really didn't see how I could truly help out um, initially. But as I as we were going along and it was probably a year later, I was like, look, we got to set up a business, set up the LLC, you know, really get this thing going and and see where it takes us. You know, it's it was kind of like, let's do this as a hobby and then see where where it goes from there. Um, but here we are eight years later, a new CNC automated lathe and new building and putting batting cages in so it's it's been it's been a process and uh but but it's been a fun ride with 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 challenges along the way and things that obviously without passion we probably wouldn't have overcame them um but that's certainly something in business we talk about all the
0: time yeah so you talk about challenges what were some of those challenges and what was probably the most difficult part of just the entire process of building the company
1: Man, I, I uh, just making a wood bat, right? You think it would be easy? Uh, number one is sourcing the wood, right? The wood supply, the wood you get for for baseball bats is either ash, maple, or birch, all right. And then where do we get that from? We, we he had a company he was using; it that was local, um, but it really wasn't holding up like outside of like high school players, like collegiate players. And so the number one thing I do is source the best wood. Like where are these other back companies that are multi-million dollar companies getting their wood from? And I found it. Um, So we started with that. I was like, I'm going to invest my own money in a company. The number one thing is the product, right? We got to have the best wood supply we can get. Um, So from there, you start with the wood. You start with the paint, the lacquer, the logos, all the things that go into it. It's such a process. And it's, you know, nobody would really help us Uh, We reached out to an Indiana company that's been around for 25 years. And as soon as they figured out that we were serious about it, they stopped returning our calls. (laughs) So we had to really dig in and just research and go online and, and, and really just grind it out and figure it out on our own, like, you know, how to, how to use the lathe and, and where to get the logos from and the paint. So it'd stay on the bat and, and the clear coat that goes on. There's so many things. So, so yeah, we, we had to, good business plan but uh, any business plan it changes over time and you have to adapt and and readjust so um but but now that we're kind of established more people reach out to us and 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 help us with different things so it's, it's been good
0: yeah so obviously you met trampas when he was in his was it his garage or his grandpa's garage
1: how his long, garage
0: his garage okay so how long was it before you guys were in that facility i toured back in january
1: Oh man, so we were 2014 up until COVID like 2019. So we were in that garage just I mean, we were blowing it out like cuz we were hanging bats, painting them in there, cutting them out um and then uh, right about 2019 time frame we moved into a new building. I brought on a couple new investors. We uh upgraded to a CNC automated machine and then COVID hit, right? So we like got this new building just spend money on capital and baseball was not happening. Um, but it, but honestly, I look at it as a blessing in disguise. So it, it gave us an opportunity to get set up in the the new shop, bigger facility, more room than we needed. Um, but a lot of electrical things and different stuff that we had to sort out a paint room. And so it was actually a blessing that we could sit back and get that all organized, uh, before baseball hit us again. And, um, But, yeah, but we we spent those first five years in his garage and, you know, just trying to get the product to be the best product on the market, equivalent to a Louisville Slugger, right? I I want to be able to take our bat, take a bat out of a player's hands, a Louisville Slugger established for 100 years and give him our model, the same model. And he says, hey, man, that feels the same as my Louisville Slugger. And that's what we focus on the first five years.
0: Yeah. So, how, so how, did you, how did you get it to where the quality of your bats are the same as the Louisville slugger bats that a lot of major league players use?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's wood quality, man. When you talk about ash, maple, and birch, it's when I go to a wood mill, there's three different types of wood I can get, right? I can get choice, lowest end, I can get select, or I can get prime. And we stuck with prime wood is more expensive, and it's all hand split, so it's true to the grain. Uh, because you know that the biggest thing with wood bass is that 20 inches in the handle the barrel can be great grain but if the handle is off by three to five degrees that's where it flexes and forms like an s when you hit a 90 plus non-hour fastball that's where they snap every time so you know that the wood quality and product is is number one and then when it comes to models there's 20 30 different models of wood bass right from tapered handle to barrel size whether it's you know, a more balanced bat or loaded, Um, and there's no patent on that. So we can, our semi laid, we can copy any brand, any model that's out there, and everybody kind of uses the same same models, just names them something different.
0: Yeah. So let's actually, let's dig into that bat making process. So what goes into making each bat from just the beginning process to all the way to where you're putting that Titan Bats logo on it, and it's going out, someone's hitting in the cage, hitting on the field with it?
1: Yeah. So we, we order our wood from upstate New York. It comes in rounded out billets. they They're about 36 inches long. They've already been kiln dried. Um, they're a specific water content, moisture content, right? So you can't, I've had guys call me and say, Hey man, I've got an ash tree in the back. I'm gonna cut it down. Do you need the wood for a bat? It doesn't work that way. Like it's, it's kiln dried, certain temperature. They come to us ready to like cut out. And the moisture content is critical because of its there's too much water content in the, in the wood when you get it, um, then it'll, it'll snap easily. If it's too dry, same thing, it'll snap easily. So there's a fine line where it has, you know, that durability and density, but it's flexible. Um, so we get the wood in, we, we weigh it all again. It's got to be a specific weight to make certain models um, so that you get within that uh, three, three ounce ratio that we have to be at um, specifically with wood bats. So we cut them out, we spin them, we sand them down for, for another five minutes, um, cut off the ends that's left over, and then we, then we go to the paint room. and We, we, we dip them, and it uh, takes like a day or two to put the paint on, and then we put a nice lacquer, a patented lacquer uh, that all the back companies use over the top of the paint. Uh, we dip that as well. and Then we'll weigh it again, um, put our logos on, and then just fine-tune it. We've got a cupping machine that we can fine-tune the weight of the bat. So we can take about point, point 0.6 ounces off the end of the bat. That's why you see a cup in the end. Uh, that's for us to fine-tune the weight. Um, and then we package them up and we send them out, ready to go. Yeah.
0: So how long, how long does that process take as a whole?
1: Oh, man, we can, we can do we can do 50 to 75 bats a day. Uh, cutting them out is not the problem with the new CNC lathe. that's a push button it's all programmed it's more of the drying process for the paint and the lacquer um so yeah so but in the uh, with our old lathe our semi copy lathe you know we could only do maybe 25 to 30 bats a day and each template you had to take it out and put a new template in so we've bypassed that production piece in our in our making process and with the cnc is so much so much easier right it's uh it's allowed us to produce more and to, to scale our, our business. And then we still just have to wait on the paint to dry and the, the lacquer. So it's, it's ready to go out the door.
0: Yeah. So are there bats that don't have paint on them? Cause I know like, I you see watching. watch, say Ben Zobers, for example, when he was in the majors, his bats yeah. looked like it was just fine-tuned, just all wood. So for bats like that, like are they painted or what exactly goes on them like that?
1: yeah so there's there's all natural we do all natural uh bats no paint no lacquer um yeah there's some guys that just believe the ball comes off the bat like you know better if it's if you don't have paint and lacquer on it it's just an all natural wood sanded down um so yeah with it's that's a special request from certain guys and and it's, it's a superstition thing, right, too? Like, it's like, yeah. yeah, I just feel when I'm hitting with lacquer on the bat, the ball doesn't stick to it. And I get more, you know, loft with the bat that's just a natural wood and, and no paint lacquer. So, look, I don't, I don't think there's been a MIT test design in a lab that has proven that. Um, but it's more look and feel. And unlike aluminum bats or composite, man, it's, uh, I tell you, there, there's so many different things that change in a wood bat. From handle to tapered handle to the barrel it's a lot of
0: a lot of feel and
1: what you're used to right
0: yeah so you talk about wood I know you said select prime you guys go with those prime wood but I know I've also heard like birch wood maple wood so what are like the different types of wood that bats are able to be made out of and like do those are there like a premier type of wood bat than what there is to like the like the lower end
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so prime is the best grain, the, you know, that stuff has been tested and, and to get an MLB, you have to, I mean, literally probably 15% of the wood supply we get in our shop, 15% of it can be MLB quality wood because it has to be almost perfect grain. Um, So ash has been the go-to standard, right. in MLB for years, Then maple with Barry bonds has made a splash because he hit so many bombs and Everybody believes that you know you get more, uh, you know, with a with a maple or a birch bat, um, you're getting more exit below. But ash is some of the most dense wood out there. It's just ring porous, so you can see the grain on the ash bats. And what happens is it flakes over time. So as you impact it, you use a lot, it starts to flake over time. Some guys put rosin in the grain and and then mash it down and keep using it. But maple and birch will just harden up. Uh, it's more of a diffused porous grain versus ring porous. Um, so it'll, it'll harden up and that's what players like about it. Right. Has a louder pop to it. It hardens up and it doesn't flake over time.
0: Yeah. So we're talking about size wise for a bat. Like what are the different types of sizes you guys can make? And what's probably like the most common when you're looking at the professional side of things?
1: man so we make everything from uh, one hand trainers to two hand trainers we make a speed trainer overload trainer we make 28 inch bats right so the younger these kids are using a wood bat it's just going to make them better it's a great training tool it's a smaller sweet spot um, all the way up to 36 inch fungo bats right for coaches to hit infield and outfield but you know typically big league guys using 33 and a half inch to 34 inch bats um you know judge some of these guys will use a 35 inch bat um but yeah they're all typically you know length to weight ratio is about three ounces um three to two ounces uh, difference to, to the length so a 34 inch will be a 31 ounce bat most of the time yeah um, but, but yeah those three woods are the main woods that are used uh, other, other companies have tried different stuff bamboo i think i've seen out there it's got a lot of flex to it uh guys don't like how it comes off the bat so it's kind of the go-to man maples the the front runner uh ash is always going to be there but birch's yellow birch is really making an impact because it has it has that same feel as maple but i would say it has the flexibility of ash right so if you miss hit it it's a little more forgivable yeah. so it's a great it's a great bat for the youth or guy, guys kids you travel, they're just getting into wood bat tournaments and learning how to swing uh, because it has that forgiveness.
0: Yeah. So when you're working with a player and a player wants to customize a bat, how does that process work? Is there like different selections you guys have on your website or do they tell you, Hey, like I'd like a bat 32 inches, 29 ounces, the drop three, or how exactly does that customization process work with you guys?
1: Yeah, so so all of our bat models, we have a different uh, say number. Like uh, we use verses, so we use Luke one thirty seven, L one thirty seven, or PH four thirteen, but it matches up to like a Louisville Slugger has kind of established the models, right? So you have a C two forty three, a two seventy one, a P seventy two, and in the wood bat world, like players know those models, right? It tells them what the taper is, what the handle is, what the barrel is, but at the end of the day, it's, I mean, man, as a, you know, wood bat is your, is your sword, right? It's your tool. It's your, for your craft. So a lot of guys just come in and pick them up and kind of, they don't even swing them, just hold them and just kind of bounce it a little bit. And they, they know by the weight of it and the feel of it. And then they'll swing in the cages. We, we've got batting cages we're putting in our facility where we manufacture the bats. So you can come in, we can cut one out, go into the cage, swing it, get a feel for it and, and, and figure out that's the right fit.
0: Yeah. Um, so I know last time I talked to you, I know you said that the, you guys have a couple guys in the minors you're working with right now. You're talking about in the future, becoming a major league licensed, but at this point with Titan bat company, what's your guys' target target market? Are you guys looking at high school as being like, Hey, we'd love to uh, have a uh, have uh, make your guys' wood bats. Are you guys going at minor leaguers? What, what exactly is your guys' target market at Titan Bat Company at this point in the process?
1: Yeah, good question. Good question. So we, I mean, we have several silos, right? So we have the the gamer bat, which is, you know, youth baseball, travel baseball. It's great. I mean, during season, high school season, they still have to swing their composite. But now they're starting to play wood bat tournaments in the summer, which is fantastic. It just makes them a better hitter. Um, so we got the youth travel, you know, aspect. Um Collegiate. So in the summer I played in Indiana state or not summer, but I played in the state in the summer, they'd send it off to a wood bat league. Um, I went out to upstate New York and played. So you have the summer collegiate wood bat leagues. We want to be a part of those. Um, you have the independent pro teams. You have the American association, the frontier league. We've been a part of that program and testing out our bats. Um, and then we have the war bat business. So we make award bats for seniors in high school that want a trophy with their name on it, uh, signature uh, year they graduated. So the, the war business is something we do as well. Um, and then of course, yeah, um, we've gotten away with being in the minor leagues like single A, double A and not being certified uh, cause we're not on the radar yet. Um, but to get MLB certified, you know, we've got to put up it, it's probably a 30 to $50,000 a year uh, commitment. Um, you have to carry liability insurance, MLB requires you have to pay the league every single year a fee and then you're certified and they come in your 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 shop they check all your wood supply and make sure it's the best stuff you know on the market um but yeah mlb's on on our radar i mean obviously we want we want to see our bats on tv and guys swinging them and uh i'm not gonna lie the first time that happens i might shed a tear you know what i mean yeah Um, of course
0: i mean i mean eight years already i mean I mean, it's been a long process for you guys. Lots of hard work. I mean, I can imagine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is like, when you, when you look at it and I think it's one of your podcasts, I heard somebody say like, you know, I don't know where they got the advice from, but try something for six months and if it doesn't work out, try something else. I don't go by that philosophy, man. I, I, uh, anything I've ever done, it takes three to five years. And, and the first, two to three years is an absolute grind. It's, it's, that's why you gotta be passionate about what you're doing because there's always going to be an obstacle you're gonna have to overcome. And right when you have it figured out, guess what? There's a new one. There's something else that comes up. And the only way you get through that stuff is, you know, that you're passionate about what you're doing already and you got to throw money at it, of course. But if, if you have that passion, you figure out a way to get through it. Um, So that's what we've done. We've, we've grinded for eight years and, and mainly so focused on the product to make sure that we didn't go too fast, that we didn't just put a product out there. It wasn't ready. I didn't want to do that. So we kind of slow played it and make sure that we, we had the right product, the right models. And, and we could get to a point where a guy handed me a bath that's been in production for a hundred years and I could switch it out with a Titan mat. And he said, man, this feels exact same. That's, that's what we want to hear. So, so we're there, we're there. It's just a matter of, you know, with COVID and all these things coming up, it wasn't the timing for us to make that commitment, the financial commitment to get into the MLB. We have the product where it needs to be. Now, it's just a matter of every January, new companies have to submit January for MLB certification. We will probably probably do that this, this coming okay. January would so be I our plan. It,
0: so I take it you guys are probably have quite a few guys in the minors who are using Titan bats at this moment.
1: Uh, we do. We do. We probably have a handful of guys in the minors. And then, uh, you know, a few guys from Indiana State that went on to the MLB. Um, uh, Andy Young being one of those, he has tested out our, our bats. He's with the, the, the Diamondbacks and he's tested out our bats. And as soon as we get certified, he'll be, you know, ready to use them. So we have we have a handful of guys like that that are ready once we're certified. Um, and then I've, I've brought on a, an, an investor and he's a current athletic director and, and um, you know, Sherard Klinkscales and he, he has a lot of connections in the MLB. And so he's, he's waiting for us to get certified as well. So he can introduce us to some of those connections. He's coached at Notre Dame and, and other schools. He played in the minor leagues. So he has all these minor league connections. The guys are now in front offices at MLB teams. So we've got all the, all the things uh, behind the scenes ready to go. Um, so we're excited. We know we'll take off and it'll, it'll be an exciting time for Titan bats uh, when we're ready.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, like I said, I came across you guys' page. I mean, I love what you guys are doing. Uh, just been a big fan ever since I came across it. So Major League Baseball, that's the only league that actually needs a certification, right? So like none of these college uh, wood bat leagues, none of them need a certification.
1: No, you don't need a certification in collegiate win-bat leagues. Um, Independent pro ball, like they they ask you to go through their commissioner and they'll have you send a few bats and the teams will test them out. Uh, But MLB, you have to be certified in MLB and also to be in the minor leagues. So if you want to be single A, double A, triple A, so affiliated baseball, uh, you need to be certified uh, through the Major League Baseball Commission. Okay. um, Which is a process, yeah.
0: Yeah. So are you guys, so obviously like the term NIL came out last year in 2021. So has this given you an opportunity to work with more college kids in a way?
1: Um, In terms of like the brand awareness type yeah, thing. Yeah. Like
0: technically like marketing brand awareness, or maybe even gifting them a bat or has that given you guys like a more, more opportunities to advertise the Titan bat uh, brand?
1: I mean, potentially, I mean, the, the, the tough thing is, is, collegiate baseball isn't all wood bats yet right oh, yeah of course it's, it's a it's a summer league team summer league deal and the teams end up buying the bats. so players will show up with a bat or two and and once those break then the team actually based on whatever deal they get
0: yeah they supply
1: most, the bats for the rest of the summer yeah
0: yeah because most college summer ball bat leagues like they're like they're sponsored by a certain bat company correct
1: right and i've and i've done some of those um, the challenge there is they they don't want to pay for a high quality bat, and we are like we we brand ourselves as a custom. We make them as our order, right? I don't have a bunch laying in the corner ready to go, and and we're boutique kind of custom made wood bats. Get them engraved your name, your signature. So to play in that space of a lower end bat um, that I make a profit on, but it's cheaper wood. I don't I don't like to play in that space. I I I did it originally just to get our name out there and and didn't make much of a profit doing it, but it it put Titan bat name out there and gave us, you know, awareness in the in the wood bat market space.
0: Yeah, I mean like you said like you've established Titan, the Titan bat brand as a company that produces those legit like legitimate bats that are top tier. So I I completely understand where you're coming from in terms of you don't want to have that lower quality bat with some college guys. So, I mean, that's, yeah,
1: that's, yeah. That's, well. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, that's that's kind of the the balance, right? I mean, i I could get my I could go that route, and, and our bats are everywhere, and but it's not the best quality because the price point isn't good, and and I just we we choose not to do that. We we want every Titan bat that goes out from a 28, 28 inch bat with a youth player to you know a minor leaguer. I want that to be the same quality of wood, and. Yeah. That's what we focused on, and and you know it, it, you might give up some some revenue by not playing in some of those spaces, um, but quality is the most important thing to us, and making a making it an experience and about the player and about the customer, and and when they come back to us and say, man, I, I had my wood bat for the whole summer and I used it the next summer and it finally broke, I, I need another one, man. It lasted longer than any bat I've had. That's the stuff we want to hear.
0: Yeah, of course. Of course. So is, yeah. the, is that little league market, little league and high school market, is that pretty big for you guys' sales?
1: Um, as far as travel, like the summer travel? Yeah, things, yeah absolutely. Um, I mean, there's 10 U teams now playing wood bat tournaments in the summer. I mean, I've, I've went up to Noblesville and hung out and, you know, there's like 30, 40 teams coming in. This is the first time some of these kids have swung a wood bat, right? So, it, it, so your, your games with composite bats at 9, 10, 11, you are 22 to 18, right? And then they play a wood bat term as one to zero or it's two to one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a pitcher's duel and it's just a different game. And it's, it's great for these kids to, you know, to learn that a wood bat, man, is, it's, a, it's, it's a tool that is a training tool, but it, it actually is, a, it'll give you immediate feedback. Right. Sometimes a composite bat, there's such a big sweet spot. You can miss hit it and hit a laser over the second basement to the wall. You know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I
0: mean, I wish looking back, I mean, I graduated two years ago, looking back on it. I mean, I used a wood bat maybe a couple of weeks and it broke. And then I was just like, I'm not going to play college ball. So I'm not going to go worry about another wood bat. I mean, looking back on it, I wish I would have gotten that chance, like middle school, little league to um, play in some more wood bat stuff. But. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's pretty exciting, man. I mean, I, I, when I grew up and playing ball in Bay Ruth league, I think I picked up a wood bat for the first time when I was 15 and I would use it in games and I just loved the, the feel of it um, and the way it came off the bat. And of course I broke it within like five games, right. Cause I swung an inside pitch. I shouldn't have, yeah. um, but it, but it may be a better hitter, maybe understand, you know, the the swing and and inside out swing and, how to swing properly an outside pitch. You got to wait on it to travel. Uh, wood bat will, uh, will straighten you up real quick and uh, put you in your place. Yeah. Uh, tell you whether or not you're a good hitter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So going, moving back a little bit to the bat, bat size wise. So are there different ways that bats can be made for more power and then bats that can be made for more contact? Cause I remember when I was a little kid just doing just some random Google searches like on Louisville slugger, Like there was some different ways that there's contact bats and then power bats. So how exactly does that play out? How exactly are those bats made different?
1: Yeah. So in our world, when somebody calls me and they're, you know, first time with a wood bat, you know, I tell them there's, there's a balanced model and there's an in loaded model. So a balanced wood bat is going to be like a 271 and M110 and AY85 uh, Mookie bats model. It's just not a lot of barrel to it but a lot of balance. If you're not used to swinging a wood bat and then you're in loaded, there's a lot of weight in the end of the bat. And the, and the, the, the challenge, or I guess the mistake that's made is all these composite bats have a big barrel, thin handle, and then kids want to go to a big barrel, thin handle wood bat. And it's too heavy. Like there's too much weight in the barrel. So all these, all these youth kids need to start out with more of a balanced type of bat. And so that's how we try to instruct them. Don't, don't think of your composite bat and try to like find a wood bat that's comparable with a big barrel because it doesn't work out uh in a game when you're trying to get that through the zone. So that's yeah. what we try to help with. Like look at the kid, look at the size, the weight of the kid, are, are they strong enough to swing, you know, a wood bat and and try to kind of measure them up and make sure they're getting the right fit.
0: Yeah. So looking at look at it in Little League, high school, and then even some like local colleges, Indiana State, you said you already connected with IU possibly. How do you guys go about marketing your bat? Because obviously your goal is to be Louisville Slugger, but you're not Louisville Slugger at this moment. So how do you guys go about marketing your bat to those different types of Little League, high school, and even some college guys who are using it in the summer?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we, I mean, we have a website, we, we we're on social media, Instagram, Twitter um, you know, a lot of it is word of mouth. Right. So, and I'll back up. I don't, I don't really care to be a slugger. I don't, I don't want to be that yeah. big because I, I think in any business, if you get too big and then you add different products and you start doing uniforms and everything else, like you lose your focus on your main core product I you know, I want, I want, big leaguers that come into our shop and, and fly in Indianapolis and drive to Logan sport and ask where the heck am I going? And they come in and they get a customized feel, you know, that we're, we're, we're taking care of that customer, that individual, because without that personal connection, I think you just, you lose focus, right? It it becomes a revenue stream and you just want to make a lot of bats and put them out there versus I want this to be unique and different and, and each bat is customized to that player, you know, whether it's, you know, the feel of it, the, the wood type, or, you know, their name on the bat or their logo. Um, it's, I want it to be a special thing. So,
0: so you, talk, you talk about players flying into Indy, making that drive to Logan's Port. I mean, I've, I was there at the facility in January. I mean, Logan's Port, yeah. the cornfields, which is great. Yeah. I mean, I love, that's, that's why I love Indiana. We have two stop signs. We have two stop signs. Hey, hey, hey! That's one more than that's one more than my hometown. It's perfect. But uh, so let's talk about. I know you talked about when I was there the locker room and training area that you guys are putting in at this moment. So what's your plan? What's your plan for that, and how is that going to make a difference for you guys?
1: So yeah, so we we um, we've got a ton of support from the city, from Logansport, and. They've been, they've been very helpful in just welcoming us and bringing us into the community and talking about what we're trying to do. So they, they've they financially helped us out and we were able to put in turf and six batting cages um, at our warehouse. So not only do we make the bats there and manufacture them, but we also have the indoor hitting facility that will open up probably about a month. We're almost ready. Um, so it'll be a unique experience to come in and, you know, see a bat cut out and made and then go over and be able to swing it and test it out um right there in the same facility so we're excited we uh we, we don't quite understand how how big of a deal it's going to be because in indianapolis area there's a multitude a ton of indoor hitting facilities right and and that's what i'm used to around here but in the logan sport area and outlying community Uh, a lot of these teams and and players are using indoor gymnasiums like at middle schools, trying to compete for space with other teams. So uh, I think it's going to be a really big deal and we're excited about it to have it all kind of at our, at our facility. So we'll, we'll end up uh, doing tours and and more of that type of stuff. And we've kind of kept it on the down low until we're, until we're ready.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm excited, I mean, I'm excited for it. I know you were showing me, you were showing me like the vision as we're walking around like I am, I am very excited to see the finished project, uh, the finished product. I know. I mean, I talked about when we were there, I want to do a live podcast there at the Titan Bat facility. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'd love to
1: have you, man. We'd love to have you. I mean, that's, uh, you know, our, our, our plan with the connections we have in the baseball community and is to also do like a quarterly, um, you know, instructional, bring in a uh, MLB player, former MLB player, you know, a high, low, a coach, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do this, uh, you know, via the web and, and also bring in players from outside the community and just do kind of a weekend, like instructional, right. Like get back to the basics and get back to the, you know, everything that makes a swing good. Right. Cause a lot of, there's a lot of things out there, a lot of people on Instagram and want to be an instructor there's a lot of bad techniques, right. Um, and when you talk about launch angle and lifting through the ball and all this stuff, you know, I, I have a, a pretty strong connection with the current head coach at Indiana state. And we've talked a lot about this, like getting back to the instruction and the basics and what makes a hitter, you know, translate from 10, 11, 12 you into college baseball and be able to use a similar type of swing.
0: Yeah. So you talk about those, those instructional features, instructional camps, you talk about the Major League Baseball licensing, talk about the training area you guys are building. What are some other things you guys are looking forward to as you head into the future?
1: Oh, man, I just uh, just to continue putting out, you know, the best quality product we can and we'll continue to adapt to, you know, there's a lot of different training tools that we've kind of gotten into. And, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out how – the problem with trying to get wood bats into – you know, high school and youth is it, it becomes expensive because they break, right? So summer league teams have to spend a lot of money on buying a wood bat. And, and they got to have a, a revenue source uh, uh, to, to purchase those high schools don't necessarily have that budget. Um, so we've, we've thought of ideas of like a wood barrel, so you get the same feel, but a composite carbon fiber handle that is like connected, um, that will last longer. Uh, you know, things like that, like how can we how can we get wood bats into more people's hands, more players' hands? Uh, we've made softball bats. We're making softball wood bats. So, getting into that space because I, and the idea came about because I saw some of the girls uh, in Indianapolis were using a, a boys' wood bat to train because they knew it was good for them. Yeah. It's a different feel. It's a different feel than a softball bat. So, I'm like, why don't we just make a wood softball bat that looks just like their composite? So we've done that and, uh, talked to a triple S a guy that, uh, runs the Midwest. And I told him, Hey, we make the wood softball bat. He's like, are you kidding me? He's like, so you're saying we can do wood bat tournaments for girls now, like for fast pitch. I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, we can do that. He's like, he was so pumped. He was so excited about it. So, so just, just constantly I'll tell you, man, it's like staying in connection with community and, People bring me ideas all the time. I'm, you know, if it wasn't for Trampus and and myself and just the people you surround yourself with, like everybody's bringing new ideas, and you've just got to kind of vet those out and see if it makes sense business wise. And I'm telling you, you never you never do any of this stuff on your own. It's never uh, you know one person that gets it done. You've got to got to be welcoming to all people and ideas, and and so it, it'll constantly evolve. Is what I'm trying to say. I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, Todd, I've got one last question for you. I meant to ask this in the beginning because now it's going to be kind of out of order to ask this, but yeah. what exactly went into the name process of Titan Back Company? How did you guys decide on this brand and how did the brand come about?
1: Well, I'll tell you, Tramp is young and I, and I got to give a shout out to him, man. He uh, He's the one that came up with the name when he, when he started the company. as a youth pastor, Christian guy he was, he was just thinking of you know his, his upbringing and Christian roots and what's what's as big as you know God or what's a, something that's larger than life and so he came up with Titan came up with Titan as the name um, and as you know we put on our bat our models are all scripture right so our models instead of being a c271 is a pH413 Philippians 4:13 so it has meaning and all of our all of our models and scripture, about strength, you know, and confidence. Um, so that's kind of the, kind of the roots of it. And like, in a, you know, uh, a small story, but uh, I just want to give a shout out to Trampas Young too. He, uh, dude, he's a, he's a super passionate guy. Just went through throat cancer and battled that the last seven months and was just cleared like two days ago. Uh, but went through all those treatments and, and battled back. And again, like I was telling you, like, there's always some new, curveball thrown your way in business and in life and so it's just another thing that uh that he's battled through and it's gonna be stronger coming out of that and and uh you know he's the one that kind of came up with the name from the beginning
0: awesome like i said yeah i love the story i love where you guys are going i just love i just love titan bat company that's what i gotta say got to make you thanks man the official official baseball bat of the pot jkr podcast yeah we'll do um, it man we'll do it um that's all i got for you todd um i really appreciate you coming on the show i love learning about the titan bat company story i can't wait to share it with everybody who listens to the jkr podcast so like i said just thanks for coming on the show i'm looking forward to seeing what you guys have in the future
1: well thanks jace thanks for having me on and listen man you're welcome anytime up at uh, the bat facility and bring your buddies bring your friends
0: that is going to do it for another episode of the J Care Podcast. I'd really like to thank Todd Stevens for coming on the show today. Really learned a lot. I really love what they're doing overall as a company over there at Titan Bat Company. Uh, make sure to tune in the rest of this weekend as we continue to dig into the business of baseball side of things. Um, tomorrow we got Logan Weening on the show. He's the Old Fort Baseball CEO. He's doing some pretty cool stuff over there. Um, we also call Andrew Brown. So he actually played for the St. Louis Cardinals, um, played for the Colorado Rockies, New York Mets. Actually, at the time of the recording, he was planning on being the first Major League Baseball player that JKR Podcast has ever had on the on air. Um, but since since the recording, Ryan Pepio has actually made his Major League debut, so he beat him to it. But with that being said, Andrew is a current D Bat owner up there and te- down there in Texas. Went to University of Nebraska. Pretty cool guy. He's got a lot of baseball knowledge, so it was cool listening to him. We got him on Sunday. Logan tomorrow. Um, Just for any more updates on the podcast, make sure to go give our website a follow. It's going to be www.jkrpodcast.com. That's going to have a little bit more background on how the podcast got started. It's going to have our YouTube channel, different stuff like that. Also, go give our social media as a following. It's going to be at jkrpodcast. But with that being said, I'll catch you guys tomorrow for the other interview.